Max Garrett. Well, here we are. It's Friday night. And uh, by the way, what a sick beat by a guy named Patrick Patricios. Uh, look him up. What a, uh, uh, a remix here. I, I love this. If anything, this is a place I come to to literally wind down or start my day up. And I love starting my day up on the podcasting world with Mike Myers. And unfortunately this morning, that was not able to happen. Um, If you remember, yesterday morning I kind of ended things really abruptly. And the reality of the, the next 24 hours was painful, was reaching a fever pitch, if you will. Now, <laughs> I very rarely do get fevers, and that's why getting a 103 fever was a little alarming. That's why having constant stomach issues last day and a half has been alarming, but here we are. <laughs> Another tale to tell, if you will. Doesn't mean we're out of the woods yet. I mean, my, my temperature, thank God, is normal. But it does not mean I can, you know, go out and enjoy phase two. This is my reality. My reality is I still can't go out and fully enjoy the city's reopening because I do know there could be a danger. Am I kowtowing in fear? No. I don't think so. Am I really being measured with this? Yes. I mean, when you see... Now Florida have to close down their bars. Texas having to close down their bars. The city, through all of this, amazingly able to hit phase three by after 4th of July is a miracle. But what I'm seeing on social media, when I look at the reopenings, it's some people wearing a mask, most people not, at the outside bar, outside dining. And I'm thinking, what reality is this? What reality am I in right now? Firstly, I wasn't meant to live in fever conditions. I wasn't meant to live in a state of sickness. That's not my purpose on this earth. And I will not let this lockdown, let it be my purpose the rest of the way. I will not, I will not kowtow to this virus. I will work through whatever it is, and I know I don't have to be clear. But when you get 103, that's a little iffy. But so there's no alarm. I I, I am not there. However, sadly, I think there's a sector that would like me to be part of the numbers, to up it against Trump. Okay, sadly, I think there's a sector that enjoys when people get sick because it would make Trump look good. Uh, look bad, sorry. And I'm not drunk. I'm just agitated. I'm agitated that I, I sadly feel people take delight in locking us in. I... I don't know how else to explain it. But that's just my raw feeling. And I don't think it's our leadership. 
I think they're doing what they can. I just think outsiders who are not in the beltway, just random commenters, random posters, uh, are okay with the lockdown continuing. I don't ever remember getting 103 fever. Ever remember that. That was never a reality. Stomach issues, yes. But that amount of fever, never. Not in my memory. And so it gave me a, a second to think about this. Here here I am, rollerblading through Manhattan, right up till March. Then deciding to take it easy, deciding to be okay with locking in as best as I could because I know I have <clears throat> at-risk issues here. But I will also say that the 103 fever feels like a result of, of this pandemic. Of this lockdown. But this lockdown won't bring me down. And I hope. If you do have it. Or do have. High fevers. You, you push through that. And you don't. Let. Anybody. Stop you from getting better. We've kind of been told. In this whole situation. Not to work on ourselves. We've been told to quarantine. We've been told to stay home. But I thought the whole idea of getting healthier was to make yourself healthier. And I thought part of that would be recommending, you know, vitamin C to people who who need it to to be to be okay. So they kind of hid that away, didn't they? I thought for a minute that the whole point of being healthy was staying healthy. But really it it didn't feel like health was the top priority. And that is sad to me. Because if health was a top priority, right, we would have seen people not go back in the nursing homes. If health was a top priority, right, we would have, um, who are COVID, we would have seen people who can be out, be out, going back to work. Health was a top priority in this whole COVID disaster. You would think that they would continue to help those who needed other surgeries and not scare people away from calling 911 if they had an emergency that wasn't COVID related. I've lived in this certain block for 17, 18 years. And on this block 
there's never been a fire department uh, ladder. There's, uh, you know, fire engine. There's never been an ambulance, really. Yet, just next door, there was an ambulance at our neighbor's. Do you know how that feels? Do you know how gut-wrenching that is? To know that our block is been made vulnerable? It's heartbreaking. And I guess I internalized that with my own problem that manifested into what it did. I, I can't stay silent about that. I was freaked the hell out. That our block, which we've been blessed in and blessed on and blessed in this house, had an ambulance in it, on it, for our next door neighbors. And cop cars trying to figure out what the heck was going on. See... They talk about the tearing down and, uh, you know, now, whatever, burn it down. If you're the BLM movement, that's what they're saying. It's kind of wild. But I truly believe you cannot tear down through lockdown. You may try. But I know once this reopening hits phase three in New York, we're going to come out stronger. The boards will come down from these boarded up businesses on Fifth Avenue, Madison Avenue, Lexington Avenue, uh, First Avenue, Second Avenue. You know, these boards will come down. Businesses will be okay. Some, unfortunately, may not be. Uh, Sean... Uh, Foley's decided it was time to wrap up and then that's heartbreaking. Foley's New York is no longer. But to the businesses that can survive this, oh my gosh, kudos to you. And so here's the reality I'm seeing. I'm, I'm here at my window watching the world as it turns. Watching God do his work. And yet there are people partying on the streets of Brooklyn. There are people outside. And a big chunk of me says, why aren't I there? But the smart side of me, yeah, I, I think Mike Myers is right. I have a bit of a smart side, even though it doesn't come out sometimes. Um, says, no, I can't go into those crowds yet. I can't go into a bar where no masks are really being worn. So I, I challenge, I feel challenged in my own reality. As I said the other day, I'm not going to be scrolling the rest of my life because I'm in quarantine. No, well, we'll get back out there. I know it. I feel it. But sometimes in my deeper thoughts, I'm like... Well, am I ever going to get back out there? Am I ever going to be rollerblading the streets of New York again? Like, I, I am petrified that I may not. Because I'm petrified they're going to find another way to lock us in a second time. And I know New York City will not stand for it. 
Now we've got a new thing where City Hall is going to be occupied. Did you hear about this in, in the city? Hashtag Occupy City Hall for the mayor's budget to make sure he cuts the funding of the NYPD. Oh, well, they'll be there all month, according to organizers. And they have the bathrooms that I actually, uh, of places that I know because I work right down the block from City Hall. And yet, they can sit there in the outdoors and because they're rebels, I'm sure some of them are not wearing masks. But I could check that and verify. But I'm, I'm pretty sure that they, uh, they don't care if they spread the COVID because they have a bigger message. They have a bigger cause, right? Their cause is worth getting COVID for. Removing authority, they find pretty good to, to, to risk COVID for. And you don't really hear complaints about them not asking if they were a protest, do you? All you hear is, well, that rally you had the other day. And again, I'm against it being indoors. And I think, you know, a lot of people are right. Hey, require masks if you're going to do it. Don't make that optional. That, I think, is the biggest issue with people. Aside from who held the rally. But yeah, I think they could require masks. I think they should have required masks. I think it's appalling that people my age and typical actually really you know some don't want to wear the mask now on that block party video I saw in Brooklyn a lot of them were which was great but then when you zoomed down the outdoor seatings some people were not And it's, it's it's almost like what are we the last last three four months for? If this thing truly is spreading, and so I'm conflicted and I'm stuck, and I come on here because I can vent and I can catharticize about it because I hate feeling stuck and I hate feeling challenged and I hate feeling locked down at this point I know it's for a reason and I wouldn't hate it so much if I saw others were out and, and just wearing the mask but it just makes me all kinds of conflicted and then to think that this, this, this whole thing in the next in the last three days could produce a hundred and three fever I will overcome that and I will be better and stronger forever and ever. Amen. Thank you, God, for that strength. Every which way. I swear to God, I looked in the sky straight on this morning. Looked in, uh, I, I could see 
his face. I could see see him. And wouldn't you know, my temperature went down for a brief minute. Well, now it's kind of been consistently down, thank God. But I don't want this lockdown to turn me into something I'm not, which is sick. Sickly. I wasn't raised to feel sickly. I wasn't raised to be sickly. I wasn't raised to um, to take on being sickly, if you will. So I'm not going to take on that role. You know, I'll, I'll never forget when someone said to me, you know, you're disabled. Why do you work? Folks, whoever's listening to this, I never want to punch anybody. But he really... He... It took a... It it just frustrated me when he said that this supposed friend from college said to me, you're disabled. Why do you work? And that is the general nature of some... Who either want to use the government as their helper or who want to promote the government as a helper. That's the nature. It's not to say, hey, you know what? We know you're disabled, but we want you to get out there and work. Luckily, the city has a great uh, disabilities office and they do hire people with disabilities and they do offer jobs for people with disabilities but your everyday person sometimes depending on who you meet may have that same reaction as someone that I knew from college that literally looked me in the face and said you're disabled why do you want to why do you want to work that's offensive <laughs> okay that's offensive and I believe, speaking of offensive, I believe that some African Americans that watch white people uh, protest to tear down a statue, like the Lincoln statue, and again, the kneeling is a little, the kneeling in front of Lincoln maybe could be fixed. Maybe. Just maybe. Fixed. But, um,. And yes, Radio Hope, I, I do. My job is a amazing job I get to do every day. But this Lincoln statue, there are African Americans saying, no, the statue should stay up. The statue has a different meaning. And the majority of white people are in Washington tonight asking and trying to get, or, or, or pl- possibly planning on tearing it down. And you're you're telling me that a white person is going to shout down someone who clearly has a feeling about this statue is African American you're now going to say no you're wrong I thought the whole idea was empowering the opinion of African Americans not shouting them down I just, I thought that's why this whole protest happened, to make life better. And yet, when an African American stands up for a statue now, they get shouted down. Are you kidding me? 
Are you are you serious? That makes no sense to me. Alex Garrett twenty one is my um email. Alex Garrett twenty one at yahoo dot com is my email. I'm fired up because I'm looking and you know what I should not look at the TV sometimes or Twitter because it gets me even more run up. But I'm looking and I'm seeing people standing up for the statue and they're being shouted down. You know, I, I thought it was pretty classic uh, President Trump tweeting about how he would not be going to Bedminster, New Jersey because he wanted to protect the law, you know, rule of law in D.C. And he actually made an executive order where you get a long-term sentence if you do try and vandalize one of the statues, and I think that's pretty boss of an idea. And I I just thought it was funny because I was going to go down to Washington, D.C. and celebrate the statehood of... the the, the pending statehood of Washington, D.C. until I realized that was a stupid idea. See, we can cancel plans, President Trump. Uh, thanks, man. Black Dragons Radio, cool. Uh, we can cancel plans. Uh, your plan cancellation is, is kick-ass right now. And what everybody seems to be saying across the board is not that these statues should or shouldn't stay up. It's about the way that they want to pull it down. See, if you let them continue to pull down the statues, they'll feel empowered to pull whatever they want down. Instead, yes, and I've said this before, city councils, boards, actual legislation to bring a statue down. That's how you do it if you really want to do it. But when you pull back the... Police from from protect from protecting statues. You risk injury. Okay, you totally risk injury because they were pulling down someone and they got hurt. Now. Trump saying no, we got to, we've got to make sure these statues are protected. And I think the overtone really is, well, if you want this done, get it through Congress, get it through something else. Don't tear it down. And so I I just I don't know, I I find all these different things hitting at once and it's it's like a ball of confusion it's more like an overload if you will yeah that overdrive at home I was talking about yesterday it hit me hard harder than I'd like to admit and it also showed me I'm not going to be brought down by this lockdown you are not bringing me down you are not bringing healthy people down if that was your plan because healthy people, sane people, or, or people who have a, a will about them will not let 
this quarantine stop them. And we must we must let we must show that and also we must empower others to if they do want to go out, do it safely. But also show them you don't have to live on these stimulus checks the rest of your life. You can go back to work. You are in you are supposed to go back to work. That's the reality of life. I do believe that this government checks and everything is designed to get people used to that idea. We're not going to get used to that idea for everybody. We're not going to get used to it for the millions of Americans here. No, we're going to say, nope, we're reopening, we're going to do it safely, we're going to get back to work, jobs will come back. Do I find it weird when they combine the job numbers and the COVID? In a way, I think they should stick to it. But on the other hand, I know why they do it. Because it is part of this rebound we're going through. Fact is, we are better than when we were when this first started. Fact is, numbers are down in New York. So why is Pence getting guff for saying... This is different than the second, the first, the two months, three months ago. It is. Look, New York has people again. Little by little. That was different than two months ago, right? Yeah, I think so. New Jersey, Connecticut. These were the hardest hit regions. Florida and Texas will do what they can to recover. You know, Governor Abbott is a very anti, you know, he wants to keep businesses running as much as he can. But he's showing a lot of restraint. So is DeSantis, who kind of was, uh, I don't know. He was a bit of a show-off, I guess, a couple weeks ago, saying, well, well let's see what Florida does in two weeks from now. Well, that, that worked out well, because now they have tons more cases. And yet, he responded by saying no alcohol consumption. So you've got that reality. That they are taking care of it how they can. But my personal, personal wake-up call that I want to share tonight is that I was not born to live in a 103 fever state. I wasn't born... To live in a stomach pain palooza, if you will. And I wonder, having the experience I had, if some people took to the reality of being sick and staying sick and saying, oh no, I might have COVID, let me just uh, isolate. And I wonder if they didn't, if some didn't take the strides to recover for whatever reason. Sounds crazy, I know, but it just, when when you feel something as intensely as I did during this time, and yet you have the will to recover from it, you kind of start wondering, well, how many others actually had the will to recover from it? Because the numbers being so high, 
and and those of the maybe younger people and I'm not going to spread any theories in my brain because I don't want to uh, Mike Myers knows my brain is always scattered and always having these different thought processes come up and sometimes I have to just put a lid on, lid on it right Radio Hope? Yep put a lid on it But how about you out there? If you got sick, did you feel... How did you approach it during this? If you got sick during this, how did you approach it? Were you headstrong, like, I'm not going to let this happen? Did you give it a couple days? Did you say, well, if it's COVID, I'll deal with it that way? Was that your first thought? You know, it's kind of wild because, uh, honestly, uh, that is a pretty good idea. 99.75% recovery rate. Um, but what stat are you referring to there? I kind of want to know what you were referring to there, Radio Hope. In that, in that. And, um. Well, you just caught me off track here. So. It's, oh yeah, so email me. Alex.Garrett21.com did you feel if you had gotten it during the time of COVID, like March through April, through May, through June, we'll deal with it somehow? Or were you like, no, I'm I'm getting this out of my system now? What was your will like? What was your drive like? Did the lockdown change your drive or affect your drive at all? Or were you pretty much... No, I'm still going to beat this thing. I'm genuinely curious. Curious. Because th- this week was the first time in this whole time I truly felt off. And I truly felt uh, like seeing my symptoms. Comparing the symptoms to what they expected. COVID and freaking out a little bit. But you know what I did? Yeah, I might have literally laid around in bed because I was not feeling too well. But I got up 2 o'clock yesterday. Started my journey. Said, I've got to take my mind off this. So I did my work. And then... I felt so empowered. I felt like I was fixing myself, getting over it by working. And I had originally planned on taking the day off, but you know what? That wasn't going to be the case. And not that I was feeling like a hero, but when I realized, oh shoot, there's still a show to put on, I made sure it got on the air. Then hits about 2 a.m. and I'm not feeling too well, but I'm, I'm thinking positive. I'm like, maybe this is it. Maybe these last few stomach issues I'm having toward the end of the day, 
slash early morning will will be a push forward. And here I am. Family supporting me a thousand percent of the way. But I think it also comes from a personal will, a personal drive to not let this scare you. (laughs) Not let symptoms scare you. Not even let what they tell you about the symptoms scare you. I mean, I share with Radio Hope a story. Oh, look at this. I had this, 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 and look what story came up today. I was a little frazzled, but you know what I said? We're going to get through this. We're going to get past this. I'm going to take the morning off to better myself. And now, from 103 to 98.2, you... Uh, 98.3, 98.2 regular temperature that is God helping those who help themselves and I just hope if you did get anything from this whole 3-4 months that you worked on yourself that you worked to get better that it gave you a health wake up call And, and that it gave you a chance to um, find out who you were. Because <laughs> again, just like that chicken nugget I ate three, four months ago. Actually, almost last year already. Feel like last year. Where I literally was struggling with a chicken nugget one little nugget struggling with it and it gave me a pause well even from home I needed a pause um since becoming single again I was very very uh, feeling isolated feeling a bit alone and I was just Hopping, you know, to to talk with people, and unfortunately, till three a.m. Well, that stopped because I said I can't let myself run myself into my ground, into the ground like this. And so I stopped dating app hopping, if you will, and I started getting some sleep. Clearly, though, that wasn't enough, and God showed me that. So. Now I've got to map out my next realities, which is going to be what can I do better now that God's given me this next wake-up call. You know, surviving, being resilient, that's all real feelings. But it's after that survival period of even an overnight that you really say, Alright, well I got another chance to breathe. What do I do with it? I got another chance to live. What do I do with it? Well, what do I do with it? (laughs) I have to ask myself that. I have to write it down. I have to process it. Speak to God. Pray to God. And, And take it from there. But 
I just hope this quarantine can be less intrusive now that we head in the months. And by that I mean I just hope people can literally do what the guidelines are saying. Because clearly when we do what the guidelines are saying there is a correlation. We flatten the curve. And now we've got to figure out how to flatten the curve while out of the house. And I don't want this to be a country full of masked people. Simply because all I've really ever seen of streets of China have been people in masks. And if we're going to be in that state where it's kind of controlling the people to wear the masks, well, we are going to be in trouble. I mean, literally, Joe Biden's campaign, Joe Biden said he would require people to wear the mask. I think he said it all times. <laughs> Where do we see that? We don't see that in America. Nor We see that in a state where they feel like they can use even the masks to control you. Masks were only supposed to be temporary. Like right now, during the reopening phases. Not the rest of our lives here in America. And that's a reality that people will just have to gulp down because they some don't want to see it as that. Some believe the masks are supposed to be long term. I, I mean, here in New York, the masks requirement hasn't been lifted yet. And so be it. But makes you wonder how long that will be, right? <laughs> Again, I'm not trashing masks entirely. I'm just saying the reality is we cannot be a state where masks are the end-all be-all. We just cannot be. There has to be a technological advancement in the fight of COVID-19 to wean us away from the masks. I haven't really heard the vaccine developments recently. Have you? What, because of this protesting, 400 scientists from Europe are no longer working in the lab? Probably derailing some vaccine development? It's very strange to me. Doesn't make sense to me. Maybe it makes sense to you. Alex.Garrett21 at yahoo.com Alex.Garrett21 G-A-R-R-E-T-T 21 at yahoo.com is my email. Oh, this was good. I just had to get all this off my chest because my friend Jay says or, you know, Jay says he, you know, this is the Twilight Zone. We're living in alternate reality after alternate reality. I want one reality. And that reality to me... Is... 
no masks, a vaccine, and everybody back to work. Can we just get there? Can we just get there ASAP? Stay safe, everybody. I'm Alex Garrett. We will talk to you soon.